This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio Philly Labor as we broadcast you live and we come to you on a beautiful Saturday in the Delaware Valley here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, good evening and I welcome everyone into the studio. Jay Doc, this is an absolute, absolute embarrassment <laughs> that you showed up in the studio 45 seconds before we came on the air. Somebody has to tell the people that are on we're in a traffic jam on 76. That we got a show to start here at 7 o'clock at night, every Saturday night. They weren't cooperating, but somehow I got here just in time to eat the The food. good news is that you only needed 30 seconds to get situated and to dive in as we bring you, uh, we'll get our drum roll up here and we'll bring you our meal as we uh, set the table for the drum roll. Our meal tonight, Jay Doc, is a taste of the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. Coming out of Cape May tonight, lobster rolls from Quincy's. One of my favorite spots, Grassy. Me and my wife go there all the time. Unbelievable choice. Uh, when I knew, see, that's why I was so determined to get here. <laughs> I knew Richard Vazer and John Kane were going to be here, but I knew the lobster roll was going to be waiting. And here I am. And by, by the way, we had one of your members, John comment on Facebook that they get hungry every time they you know, hear, listen to this particular segment. I'm telling you, man, he, I, I forget his name, but he, he probably wishes he was in the studio now. Good job, Krause. Well, we thank Quincy's from down in Cape May on Beach Avenue uh, who provided uh, the lobster roll for uh, J-Doc, who destroyed his. Dan Loney, of course, uh, always joining in uh, as we set our table in the studio for an hour of good conversation here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and a great lineup uh, in the studio, as J-Doc mentioned, Richie Laser. Uh, Rich Laser is in the studio. He is the deputy ma- deputy mayor uh, of labor, and he joins us. Rich, welcome into the big show. Oh, thanks, Joe. It's been great to be here. I'm happy to sit here tonight, and I thank you for uh, having me on. Man, nice to have you as well. we got a, a myriad of topics to uh, get through uh, over the next 60 minutes, and also uh, from Plumbers Local 690, uh, who showed up uh, uh, and beat Jay Doc uh, into the... He lives uh, right up the street. I mean, <laughs> into like, the what? studio. <laughs> uh, we welcome John Kane. John, a good Saturday evening, sir. Thank you for having me also. And, Doc, it's good to see you. It's good to see that you haven't changed. He was late for work, and he's late for work still. <laughs> yeah. I only beat you by a minute, and you already finished your egg roll. God bless you. I I have an excuse like I did then for crying out loud. It's Saturday Night Live as we broadcast you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're uh, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, serious uh, conversation over the next hour here on 1210. Uh, A lot to talk about. The 
teacher's contract has uh, come uh, to closure. Uh, as many of you may have seen the story uh, on Philly.com, uh, Rich, let me have you at least set the table for us with some initial bullet points from that uh, conversation and from that negotiation. Uh, finally, uh, I guess after what has amounted to a time period of almost yeah. five years, almost right? five years, it's yep. come to close. Yeah, so it's definitely it's there's a tentative agreement in place. Uh, I believe members will be uh, having their meeting or ratification vote on Monday. So hopefully all goes well there. But it's been over four years since uh, the PFT has had a contract, and there's close to 12,000 members in, in the PFT. Um, and overall, it's it was looking at, you know, step increases, um, lane changes, which which is something with, with advanced degrees and degrees that teachers have. And it's also just locking into a four-year deal that's going on. Now it's going to be you know almost five years now. For it'll be like an eight-year contract overall to uh, make sure our educators are taken care of because it's such a hard a hard job that they have. So um, I'm going to read a little something that Johnny Doc uh, had wrote on Facebook, and let me let me read it to you because he said, "How about the week that Mayor Kenny had his deputy mayor of labor, Rich Laser, and the city council reached a tentative agreement with the PFT that will give our teachers a well-deserved increase." The will. The rebuild with a, with a culture changing diversity initiative, and of course moving forward with the police administration building a game changer for uh, North Broad Street. Thank you from the Philadelphia Building Trades. Uh, so good stuff. a job well done, Rich. And, and a good Definitely. post by Johnny Doc and Rich. Uh, we talked about it when you came when you came into the studio uh, early. By the way, I think you were here thirty five <laughs> minutes before. Be it's right up the I street. Tried to be early. <laughs> uh, but but it is a big week yeah. uh, for Mayor Kenny and for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean the PF. I said the PFT was a major. Thing. We, we were involved in that at the end, and we really it was important to get that done before the end of the school year, but also rebuild. So it, it passed uh, out of committee, and now we'll have a final vote uh, this coming Thursday. That's our big initiative to rehab parks, libraries, and uh, rec centers. Uh, and, and that's a five, it could be up to a $500 million rehab of all our facilities. It's a big job. It's a big, and we worked on, we worked very close with the building trades, and John John Kane knows that, and John uh, Dockery was a big help there to work on a diversity program to help get folks into a pipeline to become apprentices and also get into the trades. Let me bring in John Kane into the conversation, who's with us as well uh, here in the studio from Plumbers Local 690, uh, and, and he joins us. John, let me ask you first to just weigh in uh, on you've been around a lot of negotiations. You've been around a lot of these deals and a lot of deals where there is an impasse uh, at the table. This teacher strike, although you may not have intimate details, you certainly uh, can um uh, can comment on what a five-year program would be or a five-year delay uh, for members to go or for teachers to go without a new contract? Well, I, I can't honestly say that being involved in a lot of negotiations over the years, it's not, it's a difficult task on both parts. Mm -hmm. You have uh, a lot of members that I personally, on my side, I have to represent. So I'm looking out for the best of them. But when you go five years without a contract, things could get a little testy. Uh, I compliment the, the mayor and Rich, and uh, Rich has been a great guy for for labor to go to, to have, you know, talks with and try to iron some things out. Uh, you, you always have to understand that when you are involved in negotiations, you have to come to a compromise. You're never going to win. But if you can come to a compromise, everybody wins at that point, and then you can move forward. And I was so happy to hear that they got it settled. So, Yeah, John, I, that's an interesting point you make. Um, and, Rich, I mean, I'm in the middle here, so it's pretty cool. It's actually like we're in a negotiation. Just look yeah, straight ahead. Because I'm actually you. like, I'm going to negotiate with Rich over, looks, that, over that last oh, sandwich. Nah. Yeah. Just look straight ahead, all right? <laughs> but, no, I mean, you're talking about compromise, John. And I know that, and, and you know, Rich, you, you, you're, you're representing your members. You have to face them. And at the same time, 
um, you know, you're representing the, the administration. Right. Um, how do you, what's the approach you take? And do you, and, and obviously you're going and trying to get the best deal for your members. I mean, in just in a hypothetical situation, um, how, you know, when do you know when you have to compromise and, 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 you know, when you got to, you know, put the pedal to the metal? It's a great question. In, in my industry, I tend to go to the contractors to find out what is the top issue to them. What do they really need more so than anything? And then they go back to me and they ask me the same thing. At that point, we, we know where we can work and where we, we can't. You just tell them, listen, I'm not budget on this, and then let's move on. Uh, if there's an issue that you could find some common ground on, find that common right. ground. And we tend to do that, and we've, done, we've been very successful over the last couple of contracts that I've been involved in. Rich, um, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm looking at uh, you know, um, come at some of the uh, details in the, in the, you know, with the teachers' negotiation, and uh, so I'm, I'm gonna read what Jerry Jordan said. He said it was the toughest negotiation yeah. since he became a member of the of the 1990 uh, negotiating team in 1992. Uh, Height from from the SRC said he was pleased with the settlement, uh, and w- which he identified as a priority. And of course, uh, the mayor called it a, the tentative pact an important step. Rich, what is in what what is a tentative pact. In other words, it's. it's I know it's not final, but right. Is there anything- so, so you know, I think I think Jerry has bring us to his executive team, and then they would they approve the package, and then now you take it to the members. And I know he. I believe today Jerry did a a webinar online to kind of walk through the uh, the package for all members, and then they'll uh, be at the Leacor Center on Monday, I believe six o'clock, um, to to ratify. Most likely, no, Rich. Rich, you jumped into the conversation. Um, you haven't been in the conversation for five years now. No. You you jumped into the conversation. Why? To move it along, to try and find common ground thoughts. I think the big thing is, like I said, to not have a contract, especially for our teachers, is is hard because they work hard every day. They do a lot with a little. As you know, we, we would like to get more, uh, more money from the state um, to help fund our schools properly, but we do what we can, and, and I think the teachers are at the front line of that, doing that every day. So the, the longer you go without a contract, the harder it is. So I think the goal was for us to get involved, to make sure both sides continue to talk, and I want to commend both sides, that the, the PFT and also the school district and their team. I mean, every everybody was determined, and, and just like John said, I mean, each side had what was important, and when we got down that, that's at the end of the day. We just had to work it out and compromise on these important issues on work rules and then what the financial package was going to be for the members. And then finally, we just we got it over that hill. John, bring us, bring, bring the listening audience, bring the 1210 listening audience uh, into the negotiation table for a moment. What's the give and take like? Well, there, <laughs> a lot of times there's a lot of uh, a tough negotiations going on. When, when you're dealing with a lot of anger, especially when you're going for such a long period of time without a contract, you are going to be angry. Um, you sit there, you, you try to work through it. Of course, our negotiating team, we try to be um, as, as polite and as gentle as we possibly can within the, the other team, but it never happens. You end up, a lot of things get said to each other that are, are pretty hurtful. Uh, you try to get past that by able to ratify the contract, to bring it to the membership, having your entire membership support it un- unanimously, that way, that's, it. that's telling me that I did a wonderful job okay. and my, also my negotiating team. Um, and I, I believe that's what's going to end up happening with the teachers. I would hope to see that happen. You know, it's, it's amazing because I've, I've seen the, the tail end of it as a, as a union member. Um, where the, when, 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 the, uh, when my father used to come with the, with the, with the contract details and you go through it, uh, motions are always high, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. You get your job done, and now all of a sudden you got to go to the members, and there's always a couple, a minimum mm-hmm. yep. of a couple. And, you know, I mean— 
it's an emotional type situation. But at the end of the day, um, you're doing what's right for your members, and and that's long term. Sometimes one thing I would always I always say to a, an agent, you know, in our local, a new business manager, you can't be afraid to to, to make the tough decisions, and that's what was done here. And, and kudos to everybody. Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great show lined up for you, Councilman Mark Squilla. Uh, will join us. Sam Pond will be along. We'll talk about the soda tax. Can we finally put that conversation to bed? Back in a moment. Talking about what you're talking about. Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. We baked in a 55% drop-off in consumption in our, in our modeling. Uh, which is ridiculously high. If, even if it dropped off 55%, we're still raising $95 million a year. Welcome back to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness. Serious doctors for serious injuries, powered by Pond Hockey Stern and Giordano. The workers' compensation law firm, Sam Ponche Doc, will be with us around 734. To give, uh, an, update give on, an update on House Bill, on the House Bill. On House Bill 18, which he'll talk, it, it, it was in committee this week, and he'll, he'll update everybody. Rich, you heard Mayor Kenny in that audio bite coming out of one of many, many audio bites uh, that have been talked about and discussed uh, about uh, the soda tax. Can we, I ask you the question, uh, if you can update our listeners now, on what came out of the court decision from the Commonwealth. Yeah, so it was a big, big decision this week in favor of the city on the soda tax, holding the soda tax. The Commonwealth Court ruled five to two in favor of, of the city. So that's a big hurdle for us because I think we thought that was going to be a tougher fight at that point. But um, at this point, next will be if they if the soda industry does appeal, we go to the uh, Supreme Court. Is the city happy at this point with the return from the tax? So I know there were some preliminary numbers that on this one, this month coming up, that were a little lower than expected. But we don't have the full, we don't have the full numbers in at this point yet. You know, the interesting thing is, and, and uh, so the, the the challenge this time was, is is it a double tax? In other words, we 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 have uh, sales tax, and so in the state of Pennsylvania, you're not allowed to have another tax on tax, and uh, that's what the court found was, you know, it's not a double tax. And and so uh, I know I I know I have a gas I know I pay a gas tax right, right, right. I, I know I pay a tax on my cell phone I mean right. I know I, I but pay this a tax. is a distributor's tax okay and the interest so it doesn't actually go to the the individual it's it's the distributor now, like I said to the mayor when we were on her you would think that Coke and Pepsi and, and the mayor said that that's how they got so rich would kick in and say you know I mean they've made billions and billions of dollars maybe maybe eat a little of that uh, a little of that profit I know stockholders are, are allergic to that but uh, what I what I find amazing. Now, this wasn't a, a, an easy thing, Rich. No, in other words, we, we, Cheryl Parker was on last week, but the whole city council got behind it. It's got to be one of the things that, that I can ever, toughest things in the history of the city where they where they knew it was going to be politically difficult and not popular, but for the right, they did it for the right reasons, for the kids, right. for individuals, because you're going to, if, 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 if we're raising a generation right now that if we don't educate them at a young age and we don't start their lives off right we're going to be paying for them one way or the other down the road exactly and and in some cases you know you know this mayor and this administration and people don't want to you know they don't want to you know you heard about the last time we talked about the soda tax uh they you know they don't want to hear it and nobody likes to pay more taxes but my god you're going to pay one way or the other man so let's educate some people and in 20 years you know what i mean maybe everything will be all right (laughs) Yes, I mean, like as as J Doc was saying, it's going to fund three major initiatives for the Kenny administration that we think are core 
and important to our to our kids, but also to the city. I mean, the pre-K, the rebuild of all our, you know, to, to rehab our rec centers, parks, and libraries, and then also the community school model that's very successful in other cities that we are rolling out here. I mean, it's it's ma- three major things that we think are game changers for for our city, and it's and it's that funding is crucial for those programs. Let me ask John Kane to weigh in a little bit. John, it's a it's a balancing act. There uh, there are uh, unions uh, that are affected. Uh, by the tax as well. So somewhere in the middle is the truth, um, but it's a tough act to balance, I would imagine. Well, the way I look at it is if, you, if you're making a profit, you know, you should share the wealth. And, and obviously Pepsi and, and, and Coke. Coke have uh, made some uh, money over the years. Being taxed on it is something that I'm sure that they didn't want to see come. But, you know, if it's going to help the kids in, in, in the city of Philadelphia and the surrounding areas here, I, I can't see why you wouldn't want to do something like that. Yeah, and Rich, just, just I don't want anybody to miss it. I don't want anybody around the Delaware Valley to miss the message. Outline for me those three initiatives again. Yeah, so it's, it's pre-K for, for three- and four-year-olds in the city. It's the community school model, which is infusing different uh, services into our schools for uh, whether it's you know different activities, whether it's uh, social services, all kind of other uh, uh, services into our schools, and then also the rebuild, which is to put the five hundred million dollar uh, investment into our parks, uh, libraries, and rec centers. And and I don't, I'm sure other folks here, but I grew up in a rec center and a park. I mean, Burke Playground at Second and Jackson was I think I lived there sure. when I didn't go home, I have to do homework in Whitman Library and Murphy Rec. I mean, they were my homes, other than uh, other than Wolf Street. So, I mean, that's important, I think, especially to a city kid, inner city kid uh, like myself. I mean, those those facilities are, they, they kind of shape you. And the amazing thing is this is part, especially the rebuilds, part of the the, uh, the mayor's initiative on, on poverty. And, of course, let's not forget, John, with the building trades, this is a this is a, a diversity initiative also. Sure. And Johnny Doc, in his message on Facebook, he gave kudos to the mayor, uh, and and you know I've read in in some of the stories. This is a big uh, diversity initiative, you know, with the rebuild. Oh yeah, well the rebuild's going to be extremely big for a lot of the uh, the the kids that live in the surrounding areas. Uh, we're at right now. We're looking at the city of Philadelphia with all the construction that's going on, and this is just added, and this is just going to be benefiting a lot of my members, which I appreciate. So absolutely, I mean it's a great thing. I mean, uh, John, I was going to ask you, what what does it feel like? When you go down, you're in Center City. You're in a traffic jam, so you're, you know, I get. But you see all the cranes, you see all the construction. I've seen you, you know, yeah. you've had, a, you've been around a long time, yeah. dealing with the difficult times, and we've had them discussions. But what's it feel like? It's great. I got to admit, when I, in 2008, when we were going down 95, going to up into the far northeast, I didn't see one crane. Now all of a sudden, you're seeing cranes coming up and they're popping up. I'd like to see 50 more if we could have them. Absolutely. And do you attest that? Do you, do you attest that to, to Richie Laser and only Richie Laser? <laughs> I'm going to. Great Thanks, job, Rich. Rich, uh, <laughs> Rich Laser, the uh, deputy mayor of labor for the city of Philadelphia, is in the studio. John Kane from Plumbers Local 690 uh, joining us here. Richie, let me ask you the opposite side of the question. Uh, what would it be like or what would it look like um, if we didn't? have the soda tax would those initiatives be on the table would they be fun would, would there, the opportunity be there to fund those initiatives or no at this point no not in the current in the current scheme of things it would not be the additional revenue to fund those programs i mean look look at the benefit the city's going to have now what the mayor said is look you know they can't fund they can't fund all these programs until the till the lawsuits stop 
Okay, and so he made a plea in his in his uh, in his uh, comment in his response that listen, wish wish they'd really you know they'd stop these. There's just two two lawsuits that have been shot down. Okay, he's he's making a plea that listen, let, let's just stop this thing and let's start funding these initiatives. So they can't take the money that they're that they're generating and 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 disperse it until they act until the lawsuits are done. So. We might as well benefit from this. We're getting. I don't know how they would send it back. Am I going to get a uh, twenty-five cent, right. you know, in the mail for the Diet Pepsi I just ate yeah. with the with the hoagie that was with it? Well, as we started this program, a good week in the city of Philadelphia with the uh, teachers' contract, which was uh, toiled, I guess, in relative obscurity for five years until finally um, that now has come to a point where that can come to fruition. And as you said, uh, Rich. Uh, it's really an eight or nine year swing now exactly. because of moving from the five and and if if all gets ratified with the deal, it's a four year deal. It's on a four paper. year deal, but I mean you have to think. I mean there's there's folks that have been here that whole past five years that have not had any increase in their salary at all over those five years. So now with hopefully the ratification on Monday, that all those steps and those different increases could kick in so that teachers finally can get some money in their pocket. And what's amazing, but Joe, remember when we first started uh, today in Philly Labor four years ago, it seemed like we were talking about the teacher situation under the last administration every week. And we were talking about potentially losing sports and music, you know, all the things that you that your self-esteem come with. It's so awesome to see a commitment to our teachers who are working in some some of the most difficult situations uh, to, to get rewarded. Uh, and it's so awesome to see the commitment of this administration, um, you know, to, 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 to reward those teachers. And we're not talking about giving up football, baseball, you know, music, art, all those things that create self-esteem uh, in, in children and young adults as they get older. So kudos to, 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 to the, the current administration, Rich. Uh, it's great to see that. We uh, shout out. Uh, well said, Jay Duck. And nice job, uh, Rich Laser. We shout out. Uh, to Ryan Boyer, who was unable to be in the studio today, but he does return live here in the studio next week. Uh, Delaware Valley, you get your crack at the governor. Governor Wolf will join us for the next or for the full hour one week from the night. We'll continue with our conversation as we roll on here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, when we come back, more conversation. Sam Pond uh, will join us. Councilman Mark Squilla will be with us. And Jay Doc will down another lobster roll in the commercial break. I believe there's room, okay, for the national building trades, the local building trades that have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker. And welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Special thanks to Quincy's. We're providing lobster rolls this evening. And a reminder, don't forget, coming up after uh, the big show from 8 to 11, stay tuned for Dan Loney, who will take you into the night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Jay Doc, uh, you mentioned your father briefly in the opening segment, and it gave me an opportunity or reminded me that on this Saturday, as we look ahead uh, to tomorrow, we wish all of our fathers uh, or all of the fathers around the Delaware Valley, I guess is the proper way to say that, a happy Father's Day. Uh, a happy Father's Day. I think about him a lot. Um, so, uh, 
I'm ecstatic to have on the on the program Sam Pond, uh, who Sam Pond I think before we bring him in, J Doc holds first place in providing right the best food we've ever the had best on the meal show. that we've ever had. Now the lobster rolls were good tonight, they were. Uh, but we bring Sam Pond in, uh, who joins us by telephone, not in studio, uh, but joins us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio uh, twelve ten. Sam, a good Saturday evening, sir. Well, thanks for having me, and I had nothing to do with that food uh, <laughs> as far as cooking it. I just delivered it, but thanks for having me, gentlemen. Oh, it's a great choice, and Sam, um, so this week, I think it was Monday, um, House Bill 18, which we've talked about uh, for a long time, um, was in committee and it had a discussion. You want to give us an update on, on what happened and where we're at? Yeah, before I do that, I do want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day, uh, everyone on your, your program, and, and Joe, you know, I, I spent a lot of time of time with your dad and I'd stop in there in Northeast Philly with him and he'd sit me down and three hours later, it seemed like it was <laughs> 10 minutes uh, talking to your dad about, about labor and protecting uh, um, working folks and just providing a, a decent wage and, and, and benefits. And I know you have Johnny Kane on and John's a great leader Thank you, Sam. And, is a and, and is a fighter. And quite frankly, the pipe trades with John and, yeah. and Anthony Gallagher and Wayne Miller, um, working 24-7 are just, uh, I don't know if people realize just what these folks do and how committed they are to protecting their members and, and what they do in regard to their families in providing and negotiating and also providing great skill uh, in regard to the tradesmen that provide and build our city. So it can't be overlooked, and it has to constantly be mentioned and reminded. Thank you, Jim. Um, Thank, you. Thank, thank you, Sam. Um, but but having having said all that, it's very important. Uh, yeah, uh, we had um, out of the House, uh, I mean House and Labor and Industry Committee came House Bill 18. It was approved by one vote. Uh, all the D's uh, stood hard. Um, Representative Mert um, was there for working folks um, and voted against having the bill come out of committee. It came out of committee, and it will go to the House floor for vote on Tuesday of this week. Now, John, I mean, uh, Sam, tell us what House Bill 18 is. Uh, we're going to, you know, we, we have we have uh, more than three minutes. So, you know, we're going to take this 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 next five, seven or eight minutes to talk about it. But if you can, um, tell us what House Bill 18 is and what it would do to, to injured workers if it passes. Well, House Bill 18 is, is a, a further erosion of the grand bargain. Um, anyone that works uh, gave up a constitutional right to sue their employer uh, in 1915 in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania in exchange for workers' compensation benefits, which are limited to um, a weekly check that has no cost of living adjustment. And quite frankly, the building trades really get hurt on this because they're, um, you know, if you're making $2,500 a week, you're going to be capped at less than $1,000 a week. And that'll never go up. It doesn't matter how catastrophically you're injured. It'll take away the medical uh, treatment that they get. Um, and it's government intervening and it's government saying, uh, we're going to erode this. And uh, I know we've, we've saved a billion dollars on workers' compensation payouts, and we're making money hand over fist, but we want to make more money. Um, and if someone just got up and went to work and got killed or injured on the job, uh, we're not going to provide any medical. And quite frankly, the beauty of it is for them is that it not only takes away the medical, but if you take away the medical, we don't have a case. So they more than likely won't get any checks. And then and then the byproduct of that is they have, they're going to have to go somewhere else to get their medical paid. And if they're a union member, they're going to go to the health and welfare fund. And that health and welfare fund, 
will pay the medical that was the responsibility of the insurance company that charged the premium to the contractor. And if that can't fit or if that gets exhausted, then they'll go and become a ward of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And all the taxpayers will take on the responsibility of an insurance company that charged an employer a premium uh, to pay out. Uh, despite making uh, historic money, there's 325 insurance companies in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania since 1995 that are knocking themselves over to right workers' compensation because it's, it's profitable. This is, this is about money over humanity. And we have to stop talking their talk, and we have to start, stop playing defense. Who introduced you know? this bill, Sam? Representative McKenzie out of Lehigh and Brooks County. And I had a meeting with Representative McKenzie on Monday, and I tried to reason with him. And what I said to Representative McKenzie, Representative McKenzie, is this the health coverage that you have? You don't have this health coverage, do you? Your health coverage is paid by the citizens of Pennsylvania, and it's not this. Um, but it's not – it's good enough for an injured worker, but it's not good enough for you. <laughs> And you're talking, and, and did, Sam, did he an, did, did he answer the question? Well, he he didn't answer a lot of my questions, Joe. He didn't answer a lot of my questions. Uh, he he had indicated uh, a number of things that I I believe were misrepresentations before I got in there, and I and I questioned him on that. And every time I questioned him on a misrepresentation or something like, uh, "Do you want this kind of health coverage?" Uh, he was moot. He didn't he didn't respond. Now, Sam. What's the next step? So it's going on Tuesday. It's hitting the floor. How soon will it? Will there be a vote? Well, it's going to hit the floor Tuesday. Uh, it may or may not be voted on. It depends really about uh, the leader of the majority party and whether or not uh, there's so many amendments that are, are being now floated, whether it will be voted on. If it's passed in the House, it will then go to the Senate. They'll go to the Senate Labor and Industry Committee, and then uh, they'll vote on that, uh, come out, and then they'll go to the Senate floor. And then by the end of the session, um, by June 30th, it will go to the governor. So there's potential devastation here for an injured worker who, say, gets injured on the job. This this uh, this bill puts the um, process right now 60 to 80 percent, as we know, because of our Injured Workers Advocacy Program um, Committee and because Sam has told us many times uh, – 60 to 80 percent of injured workers get their their injured their their benefits, including their treatment, disputed or denied before they recover. And this puts this puts the ball completely in the panel doctor's hands. How much? What what are those odds if that happens, Sam? Well, I mean, it's 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 going to put the uh, the insurance companies in control of making decisions as to whether or not medical attention is reasonable, and necessary, and they're the payers. Think about this. You're really at that point, you have the fox watching the chicken house, um, and uh, they're just going to deny, deny, deny. It's tough enough now to even get a someone getting that has an obvious injury getting the workers' compensation benefits. Um, if they have the panel and they have the last call as to whether or not treatment's reasonable and necessary, um, you can be sure they're going to deny it. Let's be let's be real. Um, you know, I said to Representative McKenzie, and I said to a number of other legislators, I don't know how many insurance companies live in your district. I don't know if they're the folks that are part of your community. I don't know if they're the folks that are your neighbors. Um, it, for some reason, and, and what's interesting, Joe, is, is the dynamics and the politics of this. The Chamber of Commerce somehow gets in bed with insurance companies, and the mom-and-pop small business isn't getting hit with workers' comp. We haven't had that crisis since 1993. That was changed by Act 44. 
the change, there's no reason for this. The only and I and I had a dinner with a number of of, uh, of legislators that are Republicans on Tuesday to just talk to them and, and they gave me an audience. They don't get calls from small businesses about workers' compensation insurance premiums. That's not a problem whatsoever. They literally don't get any calls. What they do get calls about is the injured workers, their constituents. They're in those districts that can't get their benefits. That have to wait a year and a half. Uh, don't get a fair shake in a courtroom. They aren't able to subpoena the insurance company's file. Um, and their lives are ruined. It's not only the injured workers' lives. Joe, you know this, and Joe, Joe Krause, you know this as well. It's their spouses. It's the their kids. Right. One day to the next, you're playing ball with your kid. You're lifting your kid. You're the father. You're the man. And the next day, you're nothing but a shell. And not only do you have to worry about um, getting – you know, you have a work injury in your future, but you have to worry about even getting a check or getting the medical attention. Sam Pond joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Sam, thanks for calling in on a Saturday night, sir. Appreciate it. Happy thanks for having me. Happy Father's Day, Happy Sam. Happy Father's Day. Thanks, thanks Sam. All right, good stuff from Sam Pond. We'll take a commercial break. We roll on to the top of the hour when we come back after the break. More with John Kane, more with Rich Laser, and Councilman Mark Squilla. Will join us on the rebuild back in a moment. I've been coming out of that with them guys, okay? And I was a treasurer of the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't just, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business. And welcome back, everyone, to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to Sam Pond uh, for checking in. Don't forget, one week from tonight, 7 p.m. next Saturday night, live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, uh, the governor. Governor Wolf will be with us as Ryan Boyer returns and we'll go one-on-one with the governor uh, for the full hour. Should be a great conversation and a good show uh, next week. Rich Laser in the studio, John Kane in the studio. Good conversation, my friends, all uh, uh, through that first 35 minutes. Uh, Rich, we uh, when we started the program, we talked a little bit about the the wins this week for yeah. the city, and one was the rebuild. Yeah, definitely. As we said earlier, it was uh, voted out of committee. It'll be coming in front of council for the final vote at the last uh, session before summer break. And it's as I said earlier, it's one of our big, out of the big three, it's one of those three initiatives that is part of our platform, part of Mayor Kenny's administration. And, and I don't think it's ever been done before in, in that I've known over in the past. $500 million to be invested in our parks, recs, and libraries, which is which is a big deal, and, and councils our city councils our partner on that. And without you know, with the administration and council together, we really look forward to moving this program forward for our citizens. And let's bring in Councilman Mark Squilla. On that note, well said, and that's a great tea, uh, great tease. Let's bring in Mark Squilla, who joins us here on uh, Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. Uh, Mark, a good Saturday evening, sir. How are you? Great, doing wonderful. It was a great week this week for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, Councilman Squaw, tell us about you know uh, the priority of the rebuild and 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 how excited everybody is to have it finally come to fruition. Uh, to me, this is a groundbreaking uh, legislation that was passed. It's going to be something that you know when it's completed will be, I'm sure, copied and emulated throughout the country. Uh, we have a great opportunity to look at our parks, playgrounds, and and libraries to be able to go in there and really spruce them up. And we realize, 
as Philadelphians how much open space means to our residents. And, um, you know, we got emails and calls all along the way to make sure that, you know, we were supportive of, of this uh, process, and we surely were. But to be able to finally have it done and to be able to hopefully get this done on Thursday and vote it out, which I believe will be uh, the case, um, it's just groundbreaking. And uh, people will be watching this to see how it materializes and how we work it out. And uh, I'm sure once completed, you'll see this be done in other municipalities throughout the throughout not only the Commonwealth, but throughout the country. Let me ask John Kane to follow up, Mark, uh, his comments there with uh, John way in there, if you will. Councilman, I'd like to thank you personally for um, all the hard work that you put into this and, and, and passing this. It's, uh, it's extremely important, not only for you know our contractors, but also for my members that live in the city of Philadelphia. And it's also an opportunity for a lot of the kids that live in the city of Philadelphia to get an opportunity to get into the building trades. And that's something that we're excited to do. We're excited to work with you guys. And uh, personally, I wanted to thank you. Oh, well, thank you, John. And, and listen, we know that through this process, that as Philadelphia grows, you know, so will hopefully the trades continue to grow. And with the uh, diversity patches that were put into the uh, legislation, it helps everybody to understand that, you know, people of the city will be working. The trades will be continuing to work and that we will have brand new facilities, not only for the youth, but for, you know, the seniors and everybody else to live, work and play in, in our great city. Hey, Councilman uh, Rich Laser here. I just wanted to touch on the park because you were, you were in the thick of things the whole last week uh, as we went through the package here. Just how, how hard both sides work together um, to get compromises on the uh, rebuild ordinance to make it the best ordinance moving forward. I just wanted to get your take on that because, like I said, I know you were in the thick of things during this process. Uh, absolutely. And, no, and, and I think, Rich, you had said that, um, you know, this is the first time something like this has been done. Uh, so, you know, when, you, when you're creating something from scratch, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, pushback and shoving back and forth to try to make sure everybody's needs are being adher- adhered to. And uh, it's not an easy process. But when we had the willingness of the council members and the administration to sit down and, and iron these things out, is a, a true telling of the leadership of, of both sides. And, um, I got to give credit to the mayor's office and the president's office and all members of council to sit down there and really work out what we believe is the best legislation moving forward to enable this project to happen and to get our city in a great position to have, you know, new playgrounds, rec centers and libraries. And also, I, I, you, know, you and I are from the same neighborhood and we both grew up in rec centers and and at, at different playgrounds. It's how important it is for, for our kids, especially inner-city kids, to have these new facilities. And, and maybe you could talk about that. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the reason why I got into politics was because of uh, what I believe uh, rec centers and, and, and playgrounds are what can new communities are, are revolving around. I mean, when we first got started and when the city was built, a lot of the neighborhoods revolved around parishes and churches. And, you know, when you say where you were from, people would say, what parish were you from? Um, but today, I mean, it seems like people now are really interested in open space. You know, what availability do we have to a, a rec center? What availability do we have to a park? And uh, people, that's a place now where people congregate, whether you're a, a, a parent with young children or you're a senior citizen who wants to go out, sit on, their, on a bench and, and read a book. And um, we see this as a great avenue 
to help continue the growth of our city. And uh, I, the reason why I got into politics was for this reason. And I think this just continues um, my push to make sure that every rec center and park, at least in my district, if not the whole city, is a, is a great facility for a local community. Councilman Mark Squilla joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Mark, as we say goodbye to you on a Saturday night, I say congrats for enjoying a great week here in the city of Philadelphia. Well done, sir. Well, thank you so much, and I'm proud to play a small role in this and just to be a part of this, I think, groundbreaking legislation that I'm sure will be copied uh, by other municipalities as, as this gets rolled out. So thank you all. Thank you for what you do, and, and thank you to the listeners out there that uh, get to hear what you guys have to offer. And uh, hopefully in the future, uh, we'll be talking about, you know, two years from now, how many playgrounds and rec centers and libraries have been uh, rebuilt because of this program. Right. Thank you very much. Well thank done and you. well said. That's Councilman Mark Squilla joining us here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Boy, Rich Laser, the hour uh, of the broadcast uh, goes very, very quickly uh, here on a, uh, on a Saturday night. But if you can take just a minute uh, before we get to the end of the hour to just recap for some of our listeners that perhaps are just uh, tuning in mid-show, uh, just those top three success stories uh, that have come out of the week uh, here as the week comes to a close uh, this week. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the PFT tentative agreement with the PFT, and I said hopefully ratification on Monday. Uh, the uh, rebuild ordinance that was out of committee on Thursday and hopefully we final passes this coming Thursday and also the Commonwealth uh, Court decision on the uh, soda tax in favor of the city of Philadelphia. And I just want to add one little piece before we before we round up is the police administration building was also the bill was uh, out of committee and it will hopefully final passage on Thursday, which is a big deal. It's a, almost a $300 million project to do a 400 North Broad the new police administration building. But when consolidating police services, it could be close to a, a billion dollars in development with all the other buildings that will end up opening up because of that consolidation. So that's another big win for the city. Well done, and congrats uh, to you as well. as well. Thank you very much. John Kane, as I come to you for your uh, closing remarks, and I can give you 45 seconds or so, I do extend an open invitation to your wife, uh, uh, who may be listening. The next time you come into the studio, I'd like your wife to come in with you, John, and then perhaps you can go out in the uh, out in the city when the broadcast ends at 8 o'clock. Joe, thank you so much for the invite, and I'm sure that's not going to happen, but <laughs> I'd just like to wish everybody a happy Father's Day, and I had a close friend of mine that had passed away years ago, and he used to say to me all the time, if it wasn't for mothers, there wouldn't be fathers, so happy Father's Day, guys. All right, well done. Well John Kane, Plumbers Local 690, joining us here uh, in the studio. J-Doc, 30 seconds, man. Yeah, I put a wrap on what was a very, very brisk show, uh, filled with a lot of success stories around the Delaware Valley, specifically at City Hall. Listen, it's a, it's a pleasure to have Richie Lazer in the studio and John Kane, and and certainly congratulations to, to the administration. You can actually see it developing that everything's working together. Um, you know that 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 our, our our the citizens of Philadelphia are in good hands, and it and it, it shows why there's such excitement in the city. So, guys, phenomenal job, and uh, you know, happy Father's Day to happy all Father's the fathers Day. out there. No question. Right. And I also Thank want you. to take just a short moment to continue. Uh, to send our prayers along, along to John Doherty and, of course, to his wife uh, as he continues to work through uh, his personal battles. We send a note out to uh, John as we uh, end the program here on this Saturday. Special thanks to Quincy's. 
uh, for the lobster Yummy. rolls. Well done. Uh, and, of course, uh, Rich Laser for coming in the studio. Rich is the deputy, ma- deputy mayor of Labor. John Kane from Plumbers Local 690. Mark Squilla, the councilman, and Sam Pond as well. That's going to bring our show to a close here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness Serious Doctors for Serious Injuries. Stay tuned to the Dan Loney Show. I've seen that open space. I hope you're saving that for medical marijuana because I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, and I just want to let you know. We're talking big numbers. We're talking, as you know, they're talking trillions, but we're talking mucho billions around here of unionized pension money. I haven't heard in six weeks one conversation about Russia yet. That's the reality. They come to me about jobs. They come to me a little bit about Obamacare, but they don't come to me about Russia. And with Philadelphia out of the seams as a hospitality town, we need our transportation to be clean, efficient, safe, and on time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.